Welcome to the BC Podcast, featuring a weekly message from Believer's Church in Warren, Ohio. For more information, visit www.believers.cc. A few years back, uh, quite a few years now, um, I had this event happen in my life where I had a falling out with someone I was close to. And uh, I tried to talk with them and make it right, because the Bible teaches us, right, to, to make things right. And they didn't want to talk it through. And, and I let them know, hey, I want to find out what I did so I can repent. And no, no they didn't, just didn't want to talk. So I did what you're supposed to do. I did the Bible. Uh, I followed it. I, I forgave them, just like the Bible says. And some of you know this. Many of you know this if you've come to church here. There, there's two ways to forgive in the Bible. One is called closed forgiveness. The other is called open forgiveness. Closed forgiveness is when there's closure. So it's when you talk and you work it out. And when you forgive with closure, you actually become closer. You're better friends than ever. It's, it's amazing. Open forgiveness is when somebody doesn't want to, you know, they, they don't want to deal with what happened. They just want you to forget it and go on. And so Jesus did that when he was hanging on the cross, remember? He said, Father, forgive them. They know not what they, they do. So I did that and I forgave. But this crazy thing began to happen in my life. I began to have these thoughts come into my mind of fear. Uh, they were thoughts of fear, thoughts of what happened. They were all laced together, and they began to torment me. And it, some of you here, I'm sure, have had tormenting thoughts. They're, they're a pain. And uh, so I'd lay down to go to sleep at night, and these tormenting thoughts would hit me. And, and, and I, would, I would pray and say, God, deliver me. And then, then I would speak to them. I command you to go in the name of Jesus. And they wouldn't go. I'd just fall asleep in misery. And then they'd hit me in the morning. They'd come at me through the day. And this is going on at first for weeks. So I'm praying, saying, God, deliver me. God, set me free. Do you know a year passed and I was in torment for an entire year? It was a miserable year of my life. And one day I was reading the Bible. And I was reading where Jesus was teaching, and, and where I read said that you and I should pray for our enemies and that we should bless those that wrong us. And, and I thought, whoa, as I'm reading it, I knew it was there, but as I read it, the Holy Spirit who lives in us, he spoke inside with that inner voice. He said, you need to pray and bless so-and-so. And, and, and I want to be honest with you. There was a part of me that kind of felt like I, and, you know, I don't want you to think I'm all that carnal, but it was happening. Like, you know, God, get them. God, you know, God, God, they, they wronged me. They won't repent. God, get them. I don't know if you've ever dealt with that. But, but, and I wasn't thinking it out, like, specifically, but it was underlining, you know. And, and uh, so when I saw that, I, I had to make a decision, and I made a decision. You know what? I'm going to do that. And that night I went to bed in those crazy tormenting, fearful, ugly thoughts were pump, pumping at me. And, and I prayed for this person. And, and while I prayed, and understand, I didn't pray about them, saying, God, guess what they did to me? Because I had been doing that. Uh, I didn't pray against them. God, get them. I prayed for them. And I just said, God, bless them. God, do this, do that. Bless their family. Bless ministry. Anything they do, bless, bless, bless. You know, and I prayed these positive prayers. Do you know those tormenting thoughts left? It was amazing. And I figured they'd come back you know, the enemy will always test us and see if we're going to hold our ground. That morning I woke up, they came back again, and I just blessed and prayed, and it left. And it happened for a couple of days, and then it totally disappeared. And I was amazed at how just following Scripture brought incredible freedom 
into my life. And we're going to talk about that today. That's what we're going to talk about. If you weren't with us last week, I opened up a series, uh, uh, you know, that's titled Me, Myself, and I Am. It's about the Trinity. And if you weren't with us, I took a few minutes at the beginning and tried to help people understand the Trinity. It's a mystery. But the Trinity is God the Father, Jesus, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And here's the mystery of the Trinity. Three persons, all God, and they're one. Three persons, all God, and they're one. And we had some fun. All that's available on our apps and on our website for free if you want to listen to it. So uh, what we're doing is I'm showing you how we interact with the Father, how we interact with the Son, and how we interact with the Holy Spirit. That's what this series is all about. So, so here's, here's what we came up with. Uh, I thought this was the best way to teach this, interacting with the Trinity. When it comes to the Father, it's prayer and awe. And we talked about that last week. And you know what? We did three worship songs at the beginning last week. We saved one for the end. And at the end, after I taught being in awe of God, we worship. It was an amazing time of worship. It was absolutely amazing. Uh, and then the Son, we follow and we obey. We're going to talk about that today. And then the Holy Spirit, we acknowledge and yield. We'll have a blast next week with that. But we want to talk about the Son today. And when it comes to Jesus, we follow and obey. And that may sound strange to you, but I'm going to help it come alive. You might ask yourself, how do I follow Jesus? This is the most incredible thing about your Bible. Do you know that the Bible teaches that Jesus and the Bible are one? He's called the Word, which is the Bible. He's called the Word in the Scripture. And, and when you read your Bible, it's actually like Jesus is sitting down having coffee with you, and he's communicating with you. Now, I know there's parts of the Bible that are talking, you know, they're dealing with different things. But when you read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, where Jesus did all his teachings, when you read the epistles, Romans through Revelation, it, it's like you're sitting down with Jesus and he's having a conversation with you. Well, that's wonderful. And reading the Bible is wonderful. There's some really cool scriptures. But it's not until we, we say, all right, I'm going to do what you said. That's what it means to follow and obey that God's able to bless our life in crazy ways. He will bless us in all these remarkable, crazy ways. And so I want to just talk about this interaction with Jesus and you and I learning to interact. Now, listen, if you do this with the wrong spirit or attitude, it will hurt you. So I want to make sure I talk about that. You have to do it from the foundation and understanding of grace. You have to understand it from grace. Um, otherwise, if you look at it from works, it will actually hurt your life. When, I'm, when I say works, here's what I mean. If you think you have to obey Scripture so that God will approve of you or like you or uh, you know, smile at you, no, when you accept Jesus, God loves you. He forgives you. You are right in the sight of God. And you have to know that comes not by works, but by simply accepting Jesus. So we're not, we're not going to do the Bible. We're not going to follow and obey Jesus for approval. We're doing it to release the very grace of God into our life. It actually releases God's grace. And it's the most amazing thing. But if you do it thinking, I have to do this so God likes me, you'll cancel out. But if you do it from this perspective, oh, Jesus, this is something that will change my life, All right, I'll do it. And you'll find out the word obeys there because you don't always feel like doing it. But as soon as you decide to do it, it's amazing. It releases the very grace of God into your life. And here's what I noticed in Christianity. I noticed about every decade, and I've been watching it for almost 40, dec uh, 40 years now, so I've watched four cycles. Almost every decade, God raises up uh, a person to bring a message that the body of Christ doesn't understand or they forgot 
And right now he's brought a guy, his name's Joseph Prince. And if, if you scroll through TV, he's secular channels. He's on uh, Christian channels. Every time I scroll through, I see him everywhere. He's just everywhere. How many of you have ever watched Joseph Prince or listened to him? He's pretty good. Some of you are clapping. I, I, I think you should. Now, now listen, listen. A lot of you have, a lot of you haven't. But God's called him to bring the message of grace out to the body of Christ. And I encourage you to listen to him. He'll, he'll, bring, he'll get you out of condemnation into knowing you're worthy and you're righteous. And then you begin to follow Jesus for the right reasons. Now, here's, here's something. I just want to let you know. I, I know a little bit about Joseph Prince, and, and, and I, I know what his church is like. I know what he's like. Because when my brother Tony pioneered a Bible school in Singapore, that's where Joseph Prince is. He's in Singapore. When my brother Tony pioneered a Bible school there, he began to go to Joseph Prince Church, and they became very good friends. As a matter of fact, Joseph Prince's church, they built many of the buildings for the Bible school. Their church just gave cash to, to build the buildings. And so I know this about Joseph Prince. He lives a very holy life. He loves Jesus. He follows him with a passion, and his church is just the same. So that's why I encourage you to listen to him. And, and here's a secret I want to teach you today. It's, 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 it's changed my life. The grace of God is released when we see a scripture and we decide, I'm going to just put that into practice in my life. It releases God's grace. Now, if you're here and you say, what's God's grace? Well, in, when it comes to salvation, we say it's his unmerited favor, but that doesn't work after salvation, right? Um, I like to say this about after, after you're a Christian, all right? Uh, God's grace is God's ability that supersedes our ability. And how many of us need God to come in and supersede our ability? I lack a lot of ability. I've got, I have flaws coming out the kazoo. So, so I need God's, I need his grace. And I've learned anything that I'm ever going to do that's going to work is the grace of God. And it's just God helping. And all I do is I yield to it. And I say, I'm going to do that. So here's what I want you to walk out today, never forgetting, understanding better than you've ever understood it. And it goes like this, following Jesus releases Jesus. That's all, that's all I want you. And, and releasing Jesus, we, we kind of know what following is. I want to make it come alive a little bit more. But releasing Jesus is just referring to what I said. It releases Jesus to begin to do these amazing things in your life. When I followed Jesus and prayed and, and, and I blessed, it released him to knock torment out of my life. And he does that over and over again for people. So I want that to become real to you today. And you know, as a church, we exist to see a city connected with God. So that's talking about people coming to Christ. But then for all of, all of us that accepted Christ, connecting you with God is turning you into a follower, just turning you into a follower of Jesus. And I want to tell you something. You want to talk about what I go home about after a weekend service and smile. I, I go home and I, I'm always excited about people accepting Christ. Last night, a Saturday night, I'm telling you, I was blown, hands went up all over the place, and I'm telling the ushers over there, there's one. It, it was amazing just to see people come to Christ. But you know what else I go home smiling about? When I see life change. Life change is an amazing thing. When I see Christians growing and changing the very way they live and following Christ, that puts a smile on my face because that's what this is all about. We'll never perfect, but just to know people are following and growing, oh, that's so incredible, guys. So let's talk about, uh, let's talk about how this works. And uh, I, I want to talk about following Jesus and just it's, it's, it is obeying him. And I want to read Luke 9, 23 and just show you how it works. Then he said to them all, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up 
their cross daily and follow me. For all you guys that are in my disciple class, this is what we're going to talk about Wednesday night. So you've been reading it all week, and, and we're going to have fun with this. But let's just, let's, let's just talk about this. Um, if you want to be a disciple of Jesus, he says you have to deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow. So in order to follow, something has to happen first, right? In order to follow, and follow just means we read something in the Bible, we say, I'm going to do it. That's following Jesus. In order to do it, first we have to deny ourselves and pick up our cross. And do you notice, I, I chose Luke because it says daily, right? It's something we do daily. What does that mean? It's, it's just the most amazing thing. And there's lots of aspects to it, but here's one of the things it's saying. To deny yourself and pick up your cross simply means that you die to your, your desires, your will, and you give control of your life over to Jesus. That's all it means. The cross is a symbol of death in, in the Bible. Today, what's a, what's a symbol of death today? Could, could you all agree the electric chair is a symbol of death? If you see an electric chair, what do you think? People die on that. In, in Bible days, when they saw a cross, it wasn't positive. It was negative. That, that was a symbol of someone dying a terrible, awful, ex excruciating death. It was an awful symbol. And so when he says, pick up your cross, deny yourself, here's what Jesus is saying. Here, here, here's how you release the grace of God in your life. Here's how you interact with Jesus. You and I have to come to a place to where we say, I don't like what you're saying. And uh, let me tell you, I read scriptures all the time. I say, God, I'm not so sure why you put that in there, but that's not something I want to do. I, I don't know. I'm just being honest. I'm, I mean, to this day, I still read things saying, Oh, why did you put that in there? That, that's no fun. And to this day, daily, I'm having to die to myself and say, you know what? And this is tougher for guys than ladies. Um, it's hard for us to say, all right, Jesus, you're the boss of me. You're in control. That's tough for us guys to do. But I'm telling you, it brings the most incredible freedom. And that's how we interact with Jesus. So I just want to show you a couple things as we go on this morning. They're amazing things. As you follow Jesus, what will happen? And the first one I just want to talk about is we follow for freedom, guys. And it brings total freedom. I, I was talking to a, a minister that some of you will know. Uh, and if you don't, I'd encourage you to listen to him. He's incredible. His name's Craig Groeschel. And I had this weird thing happen. Uh, I don't know. It's been about eight years now, eight years ago, where he, he, he decided to mentor 12 pastors, just 12 and someone told me to fill out an application I did, and he picked me as one of the 12. So the first thing we did was fly to Oklahoma City, where his church is. He has the largest church in the country. Back then, he had 17 campuses. Now he's way over that. He has more people on a weekend than Joel Osteen. Of course, they're in campuses and not in one building. And, and uh, so I had this privilege of sitting and being mentored by him. So the first thing is we go to his hometown, and we have dinner at his house. And, and then he mentored us each month. And... and um, so I'm sitting there at dinner. I end up sitting next to him, and uh, he tells me a story. And this is a story that he's shared publicly. So, but I'm sitting there. I had never heard the story. And he told me, he said, I, I have had in the past this incredible fear in the area of finances. He said, it was the, the, he said I can't explain to you how terrible the fear was. And he was talking about being in torment. He says, I have $100 million worth of buildings all over the country. Now it's probably more. He said, but I owe $50 million in loans. <laughs> he says, and I go to bed at night, and he says, I, I, I would just, I would be in this 
crazy fear. And I'd go through the day. He said, every time it came up to me, it's like, what happens if I fail? 50 million in loans. And it's just, can you all agree that's a lot of money in loans? So, so 50 million. And, and so he said he'd start crying out to God, take this fear away from me. God, do this. God, do this. And God, you know, God said, sometimes he'll use scripture. Sometimes he'll speak to our hearts. You know what God told him? He said, I want you to give all your products away. This is before anyone ever did it. And we're talking, he pioneered it. And, and God said, give everything away. And so uh, you can't give a paper book away because you have expenses. You can sell it for cost. But he began to give all his teachings away. This is when all of us sold uh, every lesson you had to buy it, you know. Uh, he, he began to give everything away. But you know what else he did? He began to give churches everything he did for free. So he makes available, if he does a graphic in a series, uh, he does videos in a series. He even gives you transcripts. You, you can get all kinds of things off him, and it really helps younger pastors where they're able to feed off this. He, he gives you everything he does in children's church. You can use anything, and it's all 100% free. It's absolutely amazing. So here's what he told me. He said, once I obey God and I did that, he said the most amazing thing happened. He said it was hard to do. He said, but I changed everything. He said all the fear left. But then he said, blessings like crazy began to flood into my ministry. And he says, not only did God take the fear away, he said, God began to give us so much that we're able to pay our loans off and do all those kinds of things. And I've noticed God always does that. When we follow, he'll give you something to do that will set you totally free. Listen to what Jesus said. Here's a scripture for you. This is in John uh, 8, 31, 32. It says, the Jews who had believed in him to the Jews that believed in Jesus said, if you hold to my teachings, you're really my disciples, then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. How many of us like to be free? I remember early as a Christian, I'd read this and I thought knowing the truth would set me free, but that's not what he's saying. L look at verse 31. If you hold to my teachings, that means to do them. So Jesus said, if, if I say something and you put it into practice, you're really my disciples. But then he went on to say one other thing would happen. Do you see how verse 32 starts with then? So, so if you put into practice what he asks you to do, if you follow him, he says, then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. He's saying you don't really know the truth and, and it's not really real to you until you do it. And, and so you and I can know things intellectually, but they're not really impacting our lives. But once we begin to put it into practice, and this is how we interact with Jesus the Son, we put it into practice, then you know it. I'll tell you what, I know what it means, and I understand what it means to pray for someone that's your enemy. I know what it means to bless someone that's hurt you. I know what it means. I didn't know what it means before I did it, what it meant, but I know now what it means. And when you begin to practice, it's amazing what happens when you put the word into practice. And I love this, and I know you love it, and the truth sets you free. And I'm up here smiling because I'm free, and I love being free, and I love seeing people like you free. And I know many of you have experienced this. I could have you stand up and share testimonies. Here's another one that, that, that I love. When we follow, uh, we follow for longevity. Uh, you know, this world beats us up like crazy. It tries to knock us down. It tries to destroy us. And, and, and it's amazing what happens when we follow Jesus. Jesus taught this incredible uh, lesson. It's, it's in Matthew 5, 6, and 7. And we call it the Sermon on the Mount. And he just told us all these things that we can do that will change our lives. And then he ended this incredible sermon 
with this. Listen, Matthew 7, 24 through 27. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. Verse 26, but everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against the house, and it fell with a great crash. Let me ask you a question. Did God knock that person down? No. No, he didn't do it. Uh, uh, what happened here? He says, if, if you just follow me, he says, I'll make you so strong. I'll give you such an incredible foundation no matter what life throws at you, and this life throws some doozies, doesn't it? No matter what life throws at you, no matter what hits you, when it's all done, you're going to be standing strong. You will not fall. And I stand before you as a person that can say, that's absolutely true. And I've watched it in people's lives both ways. And I am so excited to tell you that as you follow him and you do what he says, it builds you into this person. It doesn't mean you're not going to have storms. Storms came to both. But what it means is those storms aren't going to knock you out. And when they're all done, you'll still love Jesus. When they're all done, you'll still be following Jesus. When they're all done, no matter what happens, you'll still be joyful and peaceful and loving the Master. And he's telling us, man, if you don't put these into practice, you're not going to have longevity. And I don't know about you, but I want everyone in this room to have incredible longevity in Christ. So here's, here's where I want to close out today. I'm going to close out here. Following Jesus releases Jesus. So this week, this week as you go through your week, I want you as you read your Bibles, as scriptures come to you, I want you to begin to think about, am I following that? And put it into practice. It will release the grace of God incredibly into your life. And then God will begin to do all these things, free you, bless you, reward you, give you longevity. We looked at just a couple of them this morning. But I have this on my heart. It's stirring in me to say, there are some of you in this room, God has been speaking to you to do something, and you haven't been doing it. It could be anything, but it's, it's in the Bible. Or something God spoke to your heart that's biblical. And I want to exhort you right now, and I want to encourage you, and I feel I'm, I feel I'm speaking, you know, with with God's unction as I say this to you. God is saying to you that your freedom is one step away. And if you obey and do what God's been dealing with you to do, you're going to see the grace of God flood your life. You're going to see freedom come. There's some of you, like Craig, you have to step out and do some things that God's telling you to do. And if you don't step out and do those things, he's not going to be able to be released and give you the grace and give you the peace and give you the freedom and give you the longevity that you need in your life. So don't allow fear to stop you. I trust that today, as I shared this message, I put something in you. I'm believing there's a spirit that's being released, a spirit of boldness in our lives right now to where we're going we're, we're, we're to be like, I'm going to do what Jesus said to do. I'm not allowing this world to beat me. I'm not allowing this circumstance to beat me. I'm not allowing fear to stop me. I'm going to step out. I'm going to obey God, 
and I am going to be an overcomer, and the very grace of God is going to be released into my life. How many of you can agree with me in that area, man? Let's agree. Let's pray. Let's bow our heads. Let's close our eyes. Let's pray. Father, I did my best to bring out an incredible part of the Bible. Jesus, we love you. Jesus, right now, all of us Christians, we, we need to make a commitment. And many already have. They're just going to recommit to something they're walking in. But Lord, we want to interact with Jesus. And so now we understand. We interact by making a decision and saying, you know what? The Bible is the supreme authority in my life. I'm going to find out what it says. I'm going to find out what Jesus asked me to do. And I'm going to put it into practice. Lord, right now, we commit to deny ourselves and pick up our cross and follow you. And Lord, might I say, might I, might I mention, thank you for giving us the word of God. It's as if Jesus is sitting in our, in our house and talking to us. Thank you, Lord God. And Lord, thank you that we can interact with Jesus by reading the Bible and then putting it into practice. And Lord, thank you, this is important, for opening up our eyes to understand that every time we just say, all right, I'll do it, the grace of God is released. And, and, and then you give us the ability to do what we need to do. Thank you, Lord God. We appreciate that. So our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. I'm going to allow God to speak to hearts. and Let's stay in this attitude of prayer. If you're here and you're not sure of your forever, I want to take a moment and I want to, I want to speak to you. You know, the Bible teaches us that Jesus died so we can live. We talked about it in, in the Lord's Supper. And if you're here and you can't remember a day when you, you stepped out and you said, you know what? I'm, I'm going to receive you, Jesus, and I'm going to follow you. I'm going to accept you as my Savior. I want to let you do that today. Th that'll be a day where great freedom is released in your life. It's, it's amazing what God does when we make that decision. So if you're here and you say, Pastor Joe, I want to do that, I want to pray with you right now. I'm not asking you to join our church. And this is really important. I'm not asking you if you grew up in a Christian church, if you were water baptized as a baby or an adult, I'm not asking you to join a religion. All those are great things. Here's what I'm asking. Can you remember a day when you made it personal and from your heart you said, you know what, Jesus, I believe in you and I'm going to follow you. If you're here and you say, man, I can't remember that, would you pray with me right now? Everyone else in the room, would you help us pray? And just say this after me. Say, Father God, I, I repent of all my sins. And this day I make a decision to give my heart to Jesus. Jesus, I believe in you. And this day, I give you my heart and make a decision to follow you. Amen. Thank you for listening to the BC Podcast. Follow us at A City Connected on Twitter and Instagram to stay updated, inspired, and encouraged.